Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to the podcast, and he'll be discussing the treatment of back pain. And of course, for professional drivers out there on the road, finding the answers that can address back pain have become a very important issue. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration. Our great friend, Dr. Ben Kligler, is joining us. And of course, as you know, he is the Executive Director for the Office of Patient-Centered Care and Cultural Transformation at the Veterans Health Administration. We'll take a quick look at the overview of whole health and the circle of health because that is the basis on which all of our discussions with Dr. Kligler have been over the course of his growing tenure here on the program. We can't thank him enough for being with us on a regular basis to bring not just to veterans, but to everybody, the circle of health and the whole health program that the VA has to offer. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you have to be a veteran to go get help at a veteran facility at a hospital or clinic, but everybody can go online and there are so many great informative and helpful and actionable videos on the website that it's just open to everyone. And Dr. Kligler, that is a barrier that should have come down a long time ago, isn't it? Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. How are you, Dave? Absolutely. And I'll just share, we have this great website that's open to the public. Don't have to be a veteran. It's called hashtag live whole health. And it has all kinds of short videos and audio podcasts and such for anybody can access it who wants to kind of find out more about whole health and about what this kind of approach can do for you. And I just heard from my staff last week, we had 2 million hits on that website last month. It's really getting used even outside the VA, which is really exciting. Something everybody should have access to for sure. I'm just looking at the website. I'm just going to read a couple of the titles of the videos. Here's one, Whole Health 204. What does your spine have to say? I don't know if any truck drivers are interested in spinal health or not, though, right? Oh, man. <laughs> I think they have to be if they're not already, unfortunately. So, yeah. And here's something from the yoga world. 10-minute sun salutations. Embrace the winter sun. Preparing for the new year. That's another one. But here's another one about low back pain. So there's a cornucopia of things in here that veteran or not, I know a lot of our listeners are going to be tuned into. And when you say back, truck driver is generally the next thing that comes up. Right. And there's so many things you can do for back pain, neck pain that are not necessarily the first things that your physician will think of. They're going to tend to think of medication or physical therapy or sometimes a little bit too quickly think about surgery. But there's so many different things you can bring to bear and do for yourself or do by seeing the right kind of practitioner. So it's definitely one of the problems that we can do really the most for, I would say, back pain, neck pain. We've really got a lot to offer. Indeed. We're going to metamorphosize the conversation into massage therapy because backs, necks, shoulders, that is where massage can really make a difference and really have some lasting effects. The circle of health, of course, we go through that. The four elements, the me element, we ourselves are at the center of the story. Self-care, of course. That's almost like a physician. Patient heal thyself and then come to the physician, right? Ideally, yeah, because there is so much you can do for yourself. And you know what's best for you. 
I mean, I'm a physician, I think, but it's a great profession, but really it's the person, the patient who knows what's best for them deep down. So that's why we go there first, for sure. It's up to the patient to take responsibility, too, in a sense, for the decisions that are made in terms of treatments. In other words, well, do I want surgery? They really want me to get in that operating room. Or do I want to try something else? And how many other things will I try before I maybe just relent and go for surgery? And a lot of times you wind up not having to do that. Right. That's absolutely true. And we actually had a study that came out about two years ago now that showed that veterans with chronic low back pain who get involved with the whole health approach, one aspect or another, down the road, when you look 18 months out after they get started, they're about 20 to 30 percent less likely to actually need a more aggressive treatment like surgery or spinal injection or any of the kind of more, you might say, invasive techniques that we use when we have to. But we have some pretty good data showing that when veterans get involved with whole health, they're actually able to avoid some of that. Who doesn't want to avoid surgery or spinal injection if you can? I mean, not everybody. We still need those tools because nothing is magic and you want to have the biggest toolbox you can. But we have seen a lot of benefit to people. There's an element of this, in a sense, in terms of our expectations that I thought of when you were talking just now and what you were saying. The time factor, everything is instantaneous now. I remember when we jumped on the internet and you had that handshake. You'd go turn on your computer and then you'd go get a cup of coffee and then you'd come back. It's ready to go. If you're a truck driver, you'd hook up your laptop at the booth in the restaurant and you'd order your breakfast and have some coffee. What I'm getting at is we have basically immersed ourselves in the world of the instant and we want instant results. So we take a pill and we want that to instantly make us feel better. But if you want to really do something that's going to last, it's going to take a while. So let's talk about massage therapy specifically. It can make you feel good while it's happening. Sometimes it doesn't feel good while it's happening because what they're doing is getting past something that's hurting, and they're going to work on that. But what I'm getting at is that is the time that it takes to really make a difference and then all of the things that we have to do along the way to keep up that model, so to speak, of what we're trying to achieve. I think that's absolutely true. I think it's very tempting to just think like, okay, I'll just go to the massage therapist or the chiropractor or the acupuncturist and they'll fix this for me. The fact is they can do a lot, but it's nowhere near as powerful as what you can do for yourself if you make that commitment. And whether that just means something as simple as stretching or it means taking up some basic yoga or changing your exercise habits or losing a little weight, whatever it might mean. All those things, in some ways, they're much harder to do than just get a referral and go see somebody for a visit. But in the long run, that's where the real benefit is going to come in. And I think what massage or acupuncture, chiropractic, what these things can do is kind of help you get over that first hump of, I'm just really in a lot of pain and I can't even stretch. I can't even get up and move. And I think they can really do a lot to help you get through that. But then in the long run, I do really think about what are you going to do for yourself to kind of sustain that benefit. And that's why we look at it as a partnership. It's not just about going to somebody and they're going to fix me, which is more how in mainstream medicine we've tended to look at it, except for physical therapy. We've always had that as part of the toolbox, which is very similar in the sense that they're going to teach you exercises. They're going to strengthen parts of your body that you really need to help support other parts. 
And then that sustainment, that's a big thing. I mean, I'll tell you, David, not that you want to hear about my problems, but I have this kind of chronic neck pain and it all has to do with my posture. When I'm working, I lean forward, puts the strain on the back of my neck across my shoulders. I've been for a lot of different treatments, acupuncture. What does the trick is if I just pay more attention to my posture, every couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, how's my posture? And I sort of help my shoulder blades come back together in the back and that picks my neck up and that is what ultimately really keeps it away. The massage is good. I have not been a truck driver, but I would bet you that same phenomenon is there with a lot of people that if you can start to just notice how your posture is contributing to some of the pains you're having, that's where the big cure is going to come from, really. You're listening to the Highway Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of The Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Dr. Ben Kligler is with us. He heads up the VA's program for patient-centered care and cultural transformation. And massage therapy is what we're talking about here this morning. There's one word that I really picked up on in the notes that you sent down about what the VA has to say about massage therapy and some other things as well. That word is evidence evidence-based mm-hmm. mapping, evidence-based treatment guidance. Can you take that word out and massage that word a little bit? Sure. What we try to do, really, everything that we recommend for people, we want to make sure it's something that isn't just a nice idea that we thought up or somebody else thought up, but that actually has some studies behind it. A lot of people, when they think about massage therapy, they think about sort of going to a spa or, oh, I'm very tense, I'm going to go get some massage. But actually, when you look into it, there's some really, really excellent studies showing benefits of massage for certain conditions, not for everything, because nothing works for everything. And that's one message we really want to get across. I mean, we do all want to get a massage every day if we can, but we do really try to stay focused on where the evidence is. And actually, we just now got back from the VA research division what they call an evidence map, which is where a team of scientists kind of go out and look across all the medical journals and the medical literature and say, okay, well, what do we know now? What can we say about, okay, massage therapy works for this? The last one we had was six or seven years old. And over the last five or six years, the evidence has gotten so much stronger. It's mostly for pain conditions. So it's mostly for things like back pain, neck pain, also fibromyalgia, which is kind of a hard to treat sort of whole body pain syndrome in some ways. Really, there is very good evidence that it stacks right up against physical therapy and some of the other treatments that we've tended to recommend. So there really is good evidence at this point. It's really true that in VA, we can't just send everybody for massage every day forever, although we would like to, right? We really do have to stay with recommending it for the treatments where there is evidence. Mostly that is those kind of pain syndromes that I'm talking about. But it's getting stronger and stronger, the real proof that it does work. 
That's really nice news. Yeah, exactly. And that is so significant in terms of expectations again, too. Chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, acupressure, they all kind of get lumped into the same paragraph a lot of times. And you did that this morning, too. Massage, you got a hands-on experience where somebody's going to manipulate the muscles that are attached to your bones, your skeleton. The skeleton is going to be affected by that. Is there a type of massage that actually combines chiro and massage together where you're working on those muscles and you're pushing and all of a sudden you're and stuff like that? Well, actually, a lot of chiropractors do use massage as part of what they do when you go for treatment. And it's pretty common also for a chiropractor to actually have a massage therapist working in the office because the idea is if a chiropractor can help your spine or whatever part of you it is get into better alignment, kind of get into more of the shape that it's supposed to be in, then if you don't also do some work on the muscles, whether that's stretching or actually pressure from massage, they're going to tend to pull the bones back into the position that was troubling you to begin with. So a lot of times chiropractors and massage therapists work together. There's definitely certain things a chiropractor can do that a massage therapist shouldn't be doing. And in particular, that's sort of more what you might call sort of strong or aggressive. I don't mean that in a bad way, but that kind of more oomph maneuvers that chiropractors do. They have a lot of training to do that safely and correctly. And massage therapists don't necessarily have that. It doesn't mean you might not get a nice crack out of your back when you're getting a massage, but it means there are kind of boundaries to what each profession is really good at. And then the different types of massage can really be good for different things. And you mentioned acupressure, which in my mind is one of the really kind of up and coming kinds of massage. And there's really a lot of evidence now coming out specifically for acupressure, which is where the massage therapist, or you can even do this yourself, or you can do it for a friend or family member. You push on certain points in the body, which are actually related to acupuncture points, like where the acupuncturist would put the needles if you were going there. But you push on those points with your fingers, your thumb, your hands, and you can get a really similar effect to what you would get from the acupuncture needles. Acupressure is a really great tool. And if I could throw in one more plug, Dave, for that hashtag Live Whole Health website, one of the best things that's on there is we have several videos where they basically teach you how to do acupressure points, either on yourself for the areas where you can reach or how to teach somebody that you live with or that can work with you on it, how to teach them where those points are. And those are really excellent videos, and I'd really recommend people taking a look at those. You can do a lot with it, and you can't reach every point on your body, especially some of the points for low back pain. Those are hard to get to, but you can still do a lot for yourself with the acupressure that's on there, and you can learn a lot. For some reason, certain words just pop right out of the speech or the page. You mentioned fibromyalgia. That used to be all you heard about 15, 20 years ago. That is still a big problem. It's just not in the spotlight anymore, but I hadn't heard about that in so long. I know this is kind of getting off into the weeds here, but I hadn't expected that word this morning. Oh, no, still really, really common condition. And part of what's tricky about it is nobody quite understands what causes it because you can have pain in all different parts of your body, different parts of your back, different parts of your extremities, and nobody really knows what the origin is. It's not usually related to an injury or anything like that, but it can be terrible pain. And it's really a kind of condition that 
we haven't had very good treatments for. There are some things that can really help a massage, just one of them really. And I think exercise and stretching has been shown to be another one that can be very effective. But yeah, no, that's still out there. I wouldn't be surprised if some of your listeners are actually have that. Don't forget about that. It's still here. Indeed, indeed. We don't have a couple of minutes, but I got an email here from Bobby who wants to know if rolfing is still being done. And I hadn't heard that word. I remember back in the 70s, so we're going like 50 years ago, Dr. Kligler, rolfing was like everywhere. And it was in all these magazines, people on TV. Right. It's almost like acupressure on steroids or something, right? Yeah. I mean, rolfing is still around, I would say, probably less popular than it once was, but that's a really very, very specific, extremely deep kind of massage. I haven't had it myself, but I've had patients who've gone for it. It can really help with certain things, but you need very specific training. It's not something that the typical massage therapist learns as part of their regular training to get their license. It's not the first thing I would go to, but it's definitely still out there. And one of so many, I mean, there are so many different kinds of massage techniques. And that's another thing I would say if people are going for massage therapy, I've been to a lot of different therapists. Some of them will really be the right ones for you. So if you go to somebody and you're like, ah, it didn't quite click, don't go back to them for another eight visits and they'll experience no benefit. Look for another one. Look for one that really knows how to work with your body because different people have different skills just like different doctors do, really recommend people sort of take that on for themselves and make sure you find somebody that's going to really know how to work with you. Well, we certainly did, and that somebody is you, and thank you again (laughs) for being with us here on the program. Always enjoy and always learn a lot when you're with us here on the program. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure. Always fun talking to you. That closes out this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.